All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Thursday, July 20th. Blue chips get stronger and tech weakens. Dow has its best win streak since 2019. Earnings still in the spotlight and some big movers that we'll take a look at. Tesla plans to shut down factories. We'll look at why. Netflix gets hammered. Johnson & Johnson soars. Plus, can I sell shares against my... Or sorry, can I sell calls against my PNC shares? As you can see, there's a lot to get uh, to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. I'm running the show solo by myself, but on most days, I'm joined by Rockwell Trading's founder. Yes, not the last couple of weeks, but most of the time, if you look at all of the shows during the year, I'm typically joined by Marcus, and he is not with me today, but he'll be back in action soon, and I'm looking forward to that. But until then, I promise that you're in good hands. You can say we have a ton of trading experience. We know our stuff. We're not afraid to tell it like it is. And if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, then you are in the right place. Now, before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. And let's go to the S&P 500. And yesterday, the S&P finishing at highs for the year. So a nice close, 45, 65, 71. And we see here that today we are pulling back just a little bit. In our mastermind call here, we were talking about this move higher and how it might not be sustainable, right? Going up, up, and up without pullbacks. There will be a pullback. That's healthy for a market. And if there isn't a pullback and it keeps going higher, usually the pullback is more aggressive. And um, that is uh, something that you want to look out for. We had a mastermind member yesterday say markets elevator up out the window down, right? <laughs> and uh, that can happen. So, you know, will we pull back to, to this level here, 4,500? I, I mean, I think that's uh, an easy move lower. If we look at this trend line and also the 50 day moving average, we kind of have this confluence here of possible uh, support also with this pullback here of 4,350. I think a, a pullback to 4,400 would be reasonable. 4,500 at a minimum. Um, right now, the markets have just been resilient. That's the the word of the year. Just moving higher. Not really uh, any fear in the market. The VIX tells us that story. The VIX, aka the Fear Index, tracking S&P 500 options. And we see here, although it was at the lower levels that we had. Uh, in the, the previous year is trading around 1920 at the beginning of the year. And then we saw that spike during the, the banking crisis in March. Since then, we've been at levels. And right now, we're really trading near historic lows, right? Uh, so, you know, have we been lower? Sure. But as far as averages go, this is a, a much lower uh, volatility environment than we would typically see. And if we look at a weekly chart, we see that we're kind of at levels that we saw. Uh, even the averages, though, were a little bit higher than where we're at. Lows on the VIX, you know, maybe down to 10 to, to 15 range, that a lower range on the downside. And that's exactly where we're at. We're at 1393 up a little bit today. 
that just shows us that there really isn't a whole lot of volatility right now, even though there's a little bit of a spike today. This is minor. This is muted. Now, what is contributing to that small, tiny spike in the VIX? Well, the S&P is down. And part of this is due to a few big names reporting earnings and uh, a disappointment for stocks in the NASDAQ and also uh, the S&P. Let's look at Netflix first. So Netflix getting hammered today and Netflix down almost 9%. Now, earnings wise, they had an earnings beat, but they missed on revenue. Uh, they reported that they had an 8% increase in subscribers, actually a rise in revenue, but it came in lower than analysts were expecting. And the, the real concern here is that they reported a weaker than expected uh, third quarter sales projection. And if this ends up being uh, the, the loss for the day that we see right now, this would be its worst day since December. So pretty, pretty significant drop here as a percentage basis. At the same time, after the last, you know, two, three day run up here, just getting right back into this range. So if we look at it from a, a chart perspective, this move down to this lower range is really not a big deal, right? But down 8.3%, uh, almost 9% just uh, a few minutes ago is uh, a considerable drop uh, looking at uh, the percent move. Now we could also take a look at Tesla because Tesla reported after the bell as well yesterday and similar result for Tesla gapping down, continuing to slide throughout the session down 6.9% right now. So Tesla reported a 20% increase in profit. If we look at numbers here, they had an earnings beat, also better than expected revenue. Uh, so that was a positive. So 20% uh, rise in profit, 47% gain in sales. But there's competition. And CEO Elon Musk hinted at the possibility of more price cuts being necessary to drive sales volume. Uh, there was also the announcement that they will be shutting down factories. Now, this might not be as ominous as it might sound. Uh, the, the driver behind that decision was for factory improvements, unless you believe in conspiracy theories and they're not seeing the demand that they want to see and they're shutting down the factories for improvements. Well, hey, who knows? But nonetheless, traders... Hey, they're not liking it. And again, from a, a charting perspective, just getting back down to these lows that we had uh, mid-July, uh, just you know, two weeks ago. So is that a big deal? Not really. Uh, but as a percent drop, this is pretty significant. Now, you know, another thing that was kind of fun to watch here, we analyzed Tesla and earnings using the PowerX Optimizer uh, earnings analysis tool. And yesterday, we saw that typically Tesla beats on earnings, which they did. And the overnight price move is a little bit mixed. There's no clear trend. However, uh, based on the last 12 quarters, tends to be lower with the reaction to that news and down 4% on average when it is lower. We opened down 
4%. Maybe it was 4.2% today, but right in line with the averages. That was interesting to see at the open. Now, if this move lower continues, we see that based on what's happened over the last 12 quarters, there typically isn't a substantial move lower to the downside from that 4%, right? So 6.7% is typically where the stock is on day seven. A little more downside based on the averages. Anything can happen, of course. But if for some reason this thing turns around, based on the past, the move higher on the seventh day tends to be pretty significant, 18%. So uh, at least for now, these numbers kind of holding up. They beat on earnings down 4%, which is right with the averages, even though the move lower has continued. 6.7% is what we see on the seventh day. That's basically where we're at right now. So maybe the next six days of trading, we're just kind of going sideways up and down and we stay where we're at. There really isn't a whole lot of follow through. Hey, we'll see. But interesting to see that data kind of match uh, what we saw today with the earnings reaction. Now, before we look at J&J uh, &J here, let's just take a look at the heat map here. It kind of uh, got ahead of myself and started to look at some movers, but I wanted to show what's going on in the overall market. And we see that the Dow's higher. The Dow's leading the way. The Dow is on an eight-day win streak, looking to make it nine, which is super impressive. Yes, there are some negative earnings reactions some by some big players, but overall, earnings continue to remain strong. So of the S&P 500 companies that have reported so far, according to FactSet data, 74% have exceeded expectations. And if we look at what's going on in the market here, we could kind of cut this uh, in, in half here vertically. And the tech stocks are leading the way lower, but there's still a decent amount of green here. And that's why the Dow's up and, and why the S&P isn't as, uh, as down as much as, as the NASDAQ right now, because there are a lot of winners today. The Magnificent 7, Microsoft down 1.3%, Apple down just a little bit, NVIDIA down 2%, Google down just shy of 1%, Meta down 2.5%, Amazon down just over 2%, Tesla down 7%. So this making up a lot of the, the drop that we have in the NASDAQ, why the NASDAQ is lagging the market. But then we also have some nice movers like JPM up 1.2%, Energy ExxonMobil up 1.5%, Chevron up 1.2%, Walmart up 1.2%, Pepsi up 1.5%, Johnson & Johnson. Let's take a look at this one. Johnson & Johnson reporting earnings as well. And the exact opposite reaction that we saw from uh, Tesla and also Netflix, Johnson & Johnson up 6%. And they actually, let's actually pop over to Trading view real quick. So Johnson and Johnson earnings beat impressive move here for this stock, uh, beating on earnings, also beating on revenue. Uh, they also raised their full year outlook. So not only did they beat on earnings and have better than expected revenue, but that that uh, better full year outlook also driving the stock higher. We see that we're taking out these highs uh, here that we saw back in April, getting back to levels that we haven't seen since January this year. Nice, nice move for Johnson and Johnson. So pretty, pretty nice uh, looking 
chart there breaking through that resistance, especially if you own shares of J&J. Now, do you want to see why I don't like to trade biotech stocks? Three letters answer this question. V-I-R. <laughs> V-I-R, biotechnology. Look at this. Yesterday, ending the day at $23.05 a share. Today, trading at $12.81 a share, down 44%. So what's driving this stock lower? Well, they announced that its influenza prevention drug did not meet its goals in a phase two clinical trial and traders hate that idea and news. And we see that VIR just getting back to levels that we haven't seen since 2019. So a huge, huge loss here. And, and this is why I, I really don't like to trade biotechs because this type of news and this type of reaction is common, especially when you have a company that's really relying on the success of just well, maybe one drug or a handful of drugs that, uh, you know, bad news can really just uh, kill the stock right now. Just a nasty loss for VIR. So not my favorite to trade. Definitely not a wheel candidate for me. This is not the type of stock that we would trade for the wheel. Why we want to stay away from biotechs and why we want to uh, trade stocks that are a little more predictable with how they move based on uh, past movement and also profit prof, profitability with the company. Uh, VIR, not a candidate, not something I'd want to trade. So moving on over to PowerX Optimizer, I want to take a look at PNC because PNC, great move yesterday. Great move yesterday, closing at 132.37, up 1.6%. Love that move. My cost basis is at 136. My break even is at 133.05. Right now, PNC trading at 132.31. So even though this one has been a little bit of a pain in the butt for me since March, right now I'm basically trading at my break even, right? So what does that mean? Should I sell calls at 133, 134, 135, 136? Well, for both Marcus and I, our goal is to sell calls at our original cost basis, which would be the average share price that we purchase shares at or we got assigned at. For me, that's 136. Now, will I ever uh, consider selling calls below my cost basis? 95% of the time, no. My goal is to sell at my cost basis or higher. And I do believe that if I've done my job picking a good stock and also picking a good strike near support, that even if there's a drop, that if I'm patient, I will be rewarded because there will be a tendency for the stock to rally back to my cost basis where time is working in my favor because it's a profitable company, because there's a low PE ratio, because it might pay a dividend and, and so on. And I've already collected a buck 50 in dividends. There's another buck 55 coming my way. So nice little dividend uh, bonus. I uh, sold calls twice on this. I did miss an opportunity to sell calls on Friday. And this week, there's still an opportunity to potentially sell calls. 
I was really watching this as it started to trade above 133. Today it got as high as 133.28. It does look like there's some short-term resistance here, no, or maybe not necessarily short-term. I guess it depends on the time frame you want to use. But the high that we saw after this sell-off, right? Yeah, this sell-off, you made lows, you rallied back. This high on this bar on March 21st was 132.58. Coincidentally, or not so coincidental, uh, yesterday, the high was 132.58. Same high on July 19th that we had back here on this pullback. So to me, also this high, 132.34. Uh, the, you know, on, uh, what was it, Friday, the high was 132.32. So we kind of have this 132.133 resistance zone, and it looks like traders are figuring out what the heck to do with it. That's what was going on today. I really wanted to see if we'd have some strength above 133 because I believe if if we have strength above 133, we have buyers, that this thing could rally another buck easy, right? That's just going to make those calls uh, even more profitable for me. But but so far, we've just kind of been snookered in between this 132, 133 range for today's session. Yes, it got down to... Uh, 131.14, but a lot of trading right between 132 and 133. And we didn't really get that break that I was looking for. Well, what do I need? What do I need? Let's go to the PowerX Optimizer call selling calculator here. And I have PNC, uh, my assignment at 136. I own more than 100 shares, but sometimes I just plug in 100 to keep this simple when we're uh, teaching in our mastermind calls. So there really isn't enough premium to get excited about for tomorrow, a one-day trade. So going out to July 28th, eight days of premium there. And right now, I look at this and I see that I can get my 30% annualized at my 135, but my goal is to sell the 136. Right now, I get 24%, uh, 24% that is, annualized on the 136. Maybe I could sell at 90 cents for the 136. Let me plug this in. And we see that 90 cents is 26%. You know, some might say, well, what's 4%? And, and this is where I, if you're really shaving and, and skimping on the premium over time, I, I think that you're going to miss out on opportunity. And many times, just when you think, oh, let me take what I could get, the stock actually rallies. And if you would have waited just a little bit longer, you would be in a much better position. Now, we'll see what happens uh, the rest of the day with PNC. And it could be that we come back down towards 132 or 131. But I do believe that where we're trading right now, really right where we ended up yesterday, that in this upper range, after such a nice reaction to earnings yesterday, that PNC has the potential to break to the upside a little bit more, at least enough for me to get better premium than I can get right now. So this is one that I'm watching today for sure. Hoping we get above 133 and move higher. Right now, what I would need to get that 30% uh, annualized would, would be a dollar two for next Friday. That's not that's not bad. I mean, it brings down the break even another uh, buck. If we look at the chart, I have my 
my uh, cost basis and my break-even line. This calculated for me based on trades that I've entered into my trading log and getting the break-even from 133.05 down to 132.03. I like that, but I also like the idea of getting a buck fifty or maybe two bucks if this thing wants to take off after finding a little more interest with a break above 133. So on the fence here, really close, but long story short, I've not sold calls on PNC. I'm keeping a close eye on this one. I'd love to sell calls on PNC and I'm hoping for just a little follow through above 133. We'll see if that happens today. So looking ahead, what's going on tomorrow? Well, actually uh, today, after the close, there are a few earnings reports. We have Capital One, we have PPG, we have uh, a few others, First Financial Bank, CSX. Tomorrow, pre-market, we have AM, uh, AXP, that is American Express. So before the open tomorrow, American Express, definitely, and Capital One. So a few financials, banks, uh, something to, to be aware of. If we look at the economic calendar, we see that tomorrow we have nothing but dun, 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 the Fed next week. Kicking off their two-day policy meeting on Tuesday, wrapping it up on Wednesday. So next week, still earnings, but also all about the Fed. And uh, we'll see what the markets want to do in the meantime. Right now, Dow up 0.7%. Looks like the Dow's on uh, track for their for the ninth winning day in a row the nasdaq down one and a quarter percent as tech lags the market and we'll see what the rest of the day and tomorrow brings until tomorrow if you like the video please give it a like and subscribe if you are new to the channel we'll see you back here tomorrow until then happy trading everybody